greetings in Jesus name welcome to heart to heart we thank the lord for his grace and his presence and his mercy over our lives in this season the lord has been speaking to us he has been revealing his heart to us he has been letting his mind known to us it is definitely not a coincidence my dear friends it is not by accident that the lord has been speaking the way that he is speaking to us in this season every word we receive every revelation we receive in this season every direction that we receive in this season it is orchestrated by the lord to lead us into our destiny to lead us one step closer to where the lord wants us to be fruitful where we can have dominion in our circumstances dominion over the world around us dominion over the powers and the principalities of the air in his great grace he has been giving us keys and principles and protocols that will help us access great authority in this season i see how the lord is giving us new keys to unlock new doors these are doors that are not chartered before these are doors that have not been opened for most of us and the lord is helping us in this season to not just open these doors for ourselves but also to now open it up for generations to come when we walk in through a door it is not just going to be a blessing to us but our children can now inherit what we experience our churches our cities and nations they can experience the overflow of what we are receiving from the lord so we thank the lord for this season and we thank him for his grace that he is giving us through our prophets our father and mother that are teaching us week after week bringing us the heart of god we thank the lord for such precision with which they are guiding us with which they are leading us we thank god for their prayer lives for their sacrifices for the extra mile that they travel so that we can receive from god in such a high dimension there's never an encounter that we can receive from god that is free of cost sometimes we may think that we didn't do anything for it that it just came to us we may think it is only grace but we are being ignorant of the sacrifices that are made behind the scenes we are unaware of the price that are paid without our knowing it the altars that are being built the worship that is being offered so that such a grace can come to us and that is why i want to honor my pastors my prophets my spiritual father and mother for speaking into my life and to each and every one of our lives on a consistent basis they are standing in the gap even when they are not on the stage on a sunday morning they are still the ones that are fighting and believing the best for our lives and i believe that we are going to carry the revival to the nations of the earth we have some exciting conferences prophetic conferences mentorship sessions that are coming up in these upcoming months beginning with dubai and uae in the month of september followed by bangalore india in the month of october we thank the lord for each and every one of you that are going to be part of each of these services may the lord reward your pursuit your presence your faith even your giving or your financial partnership for this specific conferences may the lord reward you from a high place from a high dimension we thank the lord for even those small things that you do to contribute towards spreading the word about these conferences it could just be sharing a flyer on your social media or inviting a friend to sign up and be part of these meetings we believe that there is a specific reward and a blessing that the lord has specifically for you amen i'm so excited that we are getting to study the book of efficiency in this season and every wednesday when we get to study a few more verses a few more 
details of what apostle paul wanted to see the church at ephesus learn and grow and understand i'm so amazed that this is already the direction that revive nations global church has been heading into we've already seen the manifestation of the grace now we are understanding the foundation now we are understanding why apostle paul wanted these things to be a essential part of the new testament church we understand our identity we understand the function of the local church we understand the key leaders and their functions in the new testament church we have finished reading till verse 16 of chapter 4 in the book of ephesians i hope that you can catch up on some of the earlier sessions if you have missed it it's all available online i hope that you can definitely catch up on them let's read verse 17 today apostle paul says with the lord's authority i say this live no longer as the gentiles do for they are hopelessly confused what we see here is an instruction from the lord that apostle paul is giving every time he hears from the lord some specific details and he wants that added emphasis he will mention it clearly this is from the lord i am speaking on the authority of the lord i am speaking as i have received from the lord and that is what he is doing here as well he says with the lord's authority i say this every time you would hear apostle paul use the lord's authority to drive across a point you and i we need to pause there and we need to meditate on what he is saying and we need to pay extra attention to that particular conversation let's zoom in and focus on what he is speaking to the church he is giving them an instruction to live no longer as the gentiles do for they are hopelessly confused it takes a lot of spiritual authority and guts to write to a church which is a gentile church and to tell them to not live like gentiles it's like writing to a church in india and saying do not be like indians or writing to a church in canada and saying do not be like canadians can you imagine the authority and the audacity and the courage that apostle paul would have to exercise so that he can write something like this to the church at ephesus this is not a jewish church that he is writing to he is writing to a gentile church in the gentile world and he is telling them you cannot live any longer like the gentiles live he is saying i understand that you are a gentile by race i understand that you live in a gentile colony i understand that this is your culture i understand this is how you were brought up i understand this is the mannerisms that you learned from your parents this was your training in your schools this was what you saw in your television this is how people generally react to a problem like this but i am telling you this you can live no longer as everybody else in your community live there has to be a unique difference a unique dna that will now show off the grace of god in your life over your life through your life so live no longer as the gentiles do this is the reason why you should not live like the gentiles he is saying in the next statement for they are hopelessly confused the other translations say for they live in the futility of their thinking their thinking is futile their thought process the way they reason things out in their head they may be intelligent they may be logical people in the eyes of the world they may be understanding all the matters of physics and chemistry and relationships and psychology and 
everything about economics and politics and how the world around them runs and yet the way that they live they live according to the futility of their thinking their thoughts it is very futile that taught us a scripture a couple of weeks back proverbs chapter 16 and verse 2 there can be a way that seems right to man so when he is evaluating his own actions and he is evaluating his own reactions and his responses and his choices he finds that it is the right thing to do and yet the lord he examines not their ways the lord examines their spirits the lord is not after how you look like on the outside the lord is not even looking at how well meaning and how your intentions are good the lord is looking at how heavy is your spirit how real is your spirit how honest is your spirit how surrendered is your spirit how yielded is your spirit and that is why apostle paul says the problem with the community or the gentiles in the world around you is that they live in the futility of their thinking the futility the vanity of their thinking the problem with them please understand it is not the fact that they are very sinful the problem with them is not the fact that they are very worldly the primary problem with them is that their thought process it is very futile because of which they are hopelessly confused the bible says now what we do as christians is that we adapt and we adopt their way of thinking we think that because we live in this world we have to understand how they understand things we have to see things from the perspective of an economist these guys are the experts on religion or these guys are the expert on climate these guys are the experts in psychology i have to just trust what they say and we begin to adopt their world view their perspective their understanding of the world around them and we begin to make that our world view and we begin to think and look at situations the same way that they look at situations and that's the church that apostle paul is addressing when he says you can no longer live like the gentiles live because these gentiles they live in the futility of their thinking they are driven by their intelligence they are driven by their ability to reason and their ability to logically rationally come to a inference the lord is saying you cannot live like that you cannot be driven by your intelligence a child of god is not known by his ability to prove everything correct he is not known by his ability to defend the gospel or defend the truth a child of god is known by his ability to be led by the holy spirit the bible says in romans chapter 8 and verse 14 all those that are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god so if you and i if we truly believe that the lord has filled us with his holy spirit if we truly are overflowing and we are driven and we are led by the presence of the holy spirit then we are the children of god that is what makes us stand out please don't get me wrong i'm not saying that you have to be illogical or that you have to be irrational or that you should be against all reasoning capacity and all reasoning ability i'm just saying that your ability to think cannot be the foundation of your life your ability to depend on the holy spirit to receive from the holy spirit to hear from the holy spirit that has to become your foundation because your identity lies there your identity is not just in how you think or what you think or how you're able to think like your peers and your colleagues no your identity is in who is leading you 
how the holy spirit is leading you that is what defines you as a child of god and that has to now overflow into your thinking capacity that has to now become the foundation of your reasoning that has to become the foundation of things that you believe things that you feel for things that you choose and then there will be a clear demarcation between you and the gentiles you may be living in canada or you may be living in dubai you may be living in india you may be living in africa but you will not be like the other indians you will not be like the other africans you will not be like the other canadians you will not be like the other americans because there will be a difference this is the church that apostle paul is writing to and saying you can no longer live like the gentiles do because they are hopelessly confused verse 18 it says their minds are full of darkness they wander far from the life that god gives because they have closed their minds and they hardened their hearts against him apostle paul he is giving us a key as to how we can avoid being futile in our thinking he says this is what happened to the gentiles their minds they are full of darkness and they wander far from the life of god how did they get so alienated from what god wants them to do he says it's because they have closed their minds and they have hardened their hearts against god they've hardened their hearts they've hardened their hearts they've hardened their hearts towards god and as a result of it their minds became futile so now apostle paul he is writing to the church that is filled with the holy spirit that is worshiping the lord in spirit and in truth that is having a revelation of who the son of god is that is trusting in jesus as their messiah and he's telling them you are in the same danger you may end up doing the exact same thing that is why i am asking you to no longer live like the gentiles do what the gentiles did is that they relied on their thinking and their ability to reason while they kept their hearts hardened towards god and sometimes in the church relationship with god can all be about the head and how we know certain facts and information and bible verses and understanding certain theological aspects and there is little to do with a surrendered heart a heart that connects with god a heart that relates with god a heart that beats for god and here apostle paul says because the heart was hardened their minds now became futile so what could happen to a church that claims that they love jesus with their mind but in their heart they refuse to be moved they refuse to be vulnerable they refuse to surrender they refuse to come to a place where they acknowledge the need to depend on god's grace every single day that everything about god is just in their head what could happen to a church like that how long would it take for them to think up futile thoughts just like the gentiles do because they say in their heads there is no god and god looks at it and he laughs because god knows that is foolish god knows only fools talk like that and now us you and i believers christians those that believe in the word of god how long would it take for you and i to fall in the same trap of the enemy where we harden our hearts towards god where we disconnect from god in our emotions where we do not surrender our heart constantly at his presence making sure that we are broken repeatedly crushed molded and re formed reshaped by the hand of god on a constant basis what is the opposite of being hardened 
it means to be moldable to be adaptable to be changeable to be teachable can it be that our hearts are not teachable anymore can it be that our hearts are unwilling to accept what god is trying to release into our hearts can it be that our hearts are unwilling to believe what god wants to give us sometimes a revelation from god stays in our head and it doesn't come down into our hearts because our hearts have been hardened and now that revelation that is actually supposed to bring life can actually become something that will lead us away from god into a lifestyle that is alienated from god devoid of the life of god let me read verse 18 once again it says their minds are full of darkness it's wandering far from the life that god has given them because they have closed their minds and they have hardened their hearts against him now there is a life that god wants to give them but they are disconnected from that life they are unable to tap into the grace they are unable to receive freedom they are unable to receive prosperity they are unable to receive healing they are unable to receive restoration all because in their hearts they have been too hardened and now everything that god is saying it remains in the mind realm and now as a result of it the mind can also end up becoming futile the mind can end up being darkened the mind can end up becoming hopelessly confused how many christians have we met on a regular basis and ministered to and counseled and these guys they have the right environment they grew up in the church they grew up among godly people and yet because of certain incidents that happen in their life which caused them to be so scarred and so hurt that they have closed certain doors certain walls in their heart which they have closed off hardening themselves against the ways and the purposes of god for their life and as a result of it none of the revelations that is coming to them is making any more difference as a result of it their mind is thinking up futile thoughts as a result of it today some of them may even be going through depression and anxiety and crazy amount of battles in the head because there are certain areas where they have not opened up uh, and loved the lord access into those areas of their heart but tonight i'm praying i'm believing with each and every one of you that we will allow the freedom that the lord wants to give us we will allow the grace that the lord wants to give us we would not harden our hearts we may want to harden our hearts against certain people certain relationships certain institutions but there's one person we cannot harden our heart towards and that is the lord and when we open our hearts up to god he has to be given so much control and authority that he can shape it and redirect it into any direction that he wants it to go the bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the lord he can redirect it as he pleases like he would send reverse into a particular direction he can just redirect the heart of the king so if you have to have dominion if you have to have hands that rule in your environment then you have to believe that your heart as a king your heart is in the hand of the lord you have to posture yourself constantly loving the lord to redirect your desires redirect your emotions redirect the things that you want and you don't want in such a way that your heart will refuse to be hardened in every season of life your heart it will refuse to be hardened in order that your mind will never be futile wow the lord is speaking to us tonight i hope that we are catching this 
I hope that we are growing with this. I hope that we are excited to break our hearts in the presence of the Lord tonight. The Lord is telling us, do not harden your hearts. This is the season for us to yield our hearts to the Lord all the more. So do not withhold your emotions. Do not withhold your tears. Do not withhold your capacity to break yourself in the presence of the Lord. Instead, let's give it all to Him, a hundred percent, not withholding anything. The flip side of it is very serious, very dangerous. If we fail to soften our hearts, then it is just a matter of time before it becomes callous, where it becomes numb, where it becomes beyond feeling. The next verse, it says, in verse 19, then they have no sense of shame, which means they have gone beyond uh, ability to feel shame. And as a result of crossing over into this place where they don't feel anything or where their conscience has died, it has become numb, it has been muted off, it says now they live only for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Can you imagine a world like that? Can you imagine a life like that where you're doing all kinds of things and your conscience doesn't even hurt? It doesn't even prick. You don't even feel there is anything wrong with what you're doing. See, you and I who are in the church, who are Christians, we may think it is not even possible. How can that even be logical that my conscience doesn't prick me anymore? But the scripture tells us that it is possible for you and I who are believers to reach a place where our consciences doesn't hurt us, don't prick us, where our hearts become callous or it is beyond feeling, it is numb, it is unable to respond to God, it is unable to receive from God, it is unable to understand what is right and what is wrong. And this is what Apostle Paul was saying when he said, now they live for lustful pleasures. Till now they lived for the Lord, but after this point, they live for lustful pleasures. And they are eagerly practicing every kind of impurity because the sins that they commit, there is absolutely no satisfaction that they get from the base level sins. So they try to keep doing better and more crazier sins. They keep trying to improvise on their impurity and as a result of it, they eagerly practice every kind of impurity. I hope that we see the danger of keeping our hearts hardened. I'm not talking about the danger of not going to church. I'm not talking about the danger of hanging out with unbelieving friends. I'm not just talking about the danger of watching television or going out to a party. I'm talking about the danger of keeping your hearts hardened towards God. It all begins with a hardened heart. When your heart is hardened, then it can lead to all kinds of impurity. The primary difference between King David and King Saul was that King David, his heart was not hardened towards God. Whereas King Saul, his heart was hardened towards God. Here, if you have to actually compare the sins that uh, King David did with what King Saul did, King Saul did not do anything that is so bad or so crazy compared to what King David did. King David, not only did he commit adultery, but he killed the man who could find out or who could bring this to light. And in spite of this guy being so loyal and accountable to King David, he made sure to kill this guy. So if you compare the weight of their sins, any human court would definitely give a heavier or a more stricter sentence on King David 
compared to king Saul and yet in the courts of heaven when God weighed king David and when God weighed king Saul on the same scale God said I can still work with king David God said I'm still going to restore him God said I'm still going to help him through all of this whereas king Saul on the other hand became a house of demons he became a house of impurities impure spirits how can it be this was an anointed man of god this was a man that was chosen by the divine knowledge and the preordination of god and yet there were choices that were made to harden his heart he no longer could weep at the things that broke the heart of god he no longer cared about the things that were so serious and so instigating about the heart of god and because of which now his thoughts are becoming futile and now he's gone beyond feeling he's become so callous that now all kinds of impurity is found in him not because he's doing all of those things but now he is the house of all these demons now he is the house of all these spirits that can now control him take him to any direction do whatever they want him to do do you see the danger do you understand why it is so important to keep our hearts like a childlike heart loving generously forgiving graciously letting go every time the lord convicts us of a sin just running to his feet to just let go and to just embrace forgiveness embrace the grace embrace the help that god gives us let's read it one more time apostle paul says verse 17 with the lord's authority i say this live no longer as the gentiles do for they are hopelessly confused their minds are full of darkness they wander far from the life that god gives them because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him they have no sense of shame they live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity now verse 20 listen to this apostle paul says but that isn't what you learned about christ there is a certain way that christ taught you to live there is a certain culture that you received when you came to jesus and that is the culture that you need to imitate now yes the world around you it teaches you a certain kind of responses to certain kind of circumstances how to react when your boss makes you work hard how to react when your friend takes advantage of you how to react when your spouse is mistreating you how to react when your children they don't listen to you the world around you they teach you a certain philosophy they teach you a certain way a certain manner of responding but then apostle paul says your mind cannot function according to how the people of the world functions you cannot live like the gentiles live because they live according to the futility of their thinking and not the moldability of their hearts but you on the other hand you have learned some things from christ christ has to be your role model christ has to be your measuring stick Jesus the life of Jesus the teachings of Jesus the revelation of Jesus has to be your standard let me ask you this what did Jesus teach you about your workplace situation that you are struggling with what did Jesus teach you what did Jesus exemplify for you about relationships what did Jesus teach you about parenting what did jesus teach you about marriage tell me what did you learn about christ what did you learn from the lord himself about the lord himself that has to now become the foundation of how you think 
of how you feel of how your heart is constantly postured and molded how it is constantly reworked upon realigned in order to take you into your correct destiny and jesus is that destiny jesus is the end goal you and i looking like jesus behaving like jesus having dominion on the world around us like jesus that is our ultimate destiny verse 21 apostle paul says since you have heard about jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him not just that you've heard about jesus not just that you've believed jesus but now you've been taught by him now you've been taught and led by the truth that is jesus himself jesus is not just giving us the truth but he is the truth when we walk in the truth what we are trying to say is you need to walk in jesus the truth of every relationship every conversation every transaction in your life has to be the personality of jesus how did jesus work on the earth how did jesus relate on the earth how did jesus respond on the earth how would it be like if every choice we make in a day we keep asking this question to ourselves how is jesus being manifested in this situation how is jesus being glorified in this choice of mine how is jesus being represented to the world around me because of this decision that i'm about to make how is jesus hosted in my home my church my work environment because of my characteristics because of my character because of my lifestyle how can i make jesus who is the word of god become flesh and relevant in my environment we can ask these questions if we can investigate ourselves if we can constantly put our lives on the line if we can put our decisions our choices under the x-ray of this particular scripture what did you learn from christ and what is the truth that has come from him into your life how is it changing you how is it governing your choices and decisions how is it helping the nitigrities the smallest areas the smallest details of how you live your life if we can have the correct answers to these questions then our foundations are very strong we will be unmovable we will be irresistible we will be unconquerable the lord will be able to work with us and through us the only name that the father responds to is the name of jesus the only characteristic that he responds to is the characteristics of jesus the only revelation that he would respond to is the revelation of jesus that is why jesus said whatever you ask in my name it shall be given to you so can it be my dear friends that we are asking and doing so many things and yet we are refusing to become jesus we are refusing to become in the image and the likeness that jesus himself walked in please allow me to read verse 21 one more time and this time i'm going to read it from the amplified translation if in fact you have really heard him and have been taught by him just as the truth is in jesus revealed in his life and personified in him so apostle paul is writing to a church that didn't have a physical contact with jesus and still he says you have been taught by jesus because there was a life that was personified in the person of jesus and because you are pursuing that same life because you've learned about this christ and because you're realigning yourself to live according to that life 
now you have been taught by him you've been mentored by him you've been discipled by jesus verse 22 he says because of this now throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life which is corrupted by lust and deception so this is what the life of jesus taught you he taught you to throw away to put off to remove to disconnect from your old sinful nature now this is a practice that all of us need to do this is not only for new christians or new believers or those that are about to get baptized this is something that apostle paul is writing to a very mature church see the book of ephesians you would hardly find any criticisms like the church at galatia or the church at corinth received from apostle paul and yet he is telling them you should be constantly working at throwing off your old sinful nature there are things in our old sinful nature that we are already dead to that we are already disconnected from but it will constantly keep reappearing in different circumstances in different forms and if we do not overcome it at every juncture then at some point that can begin to define the rest of our lives let me tell you the story of moses what was the mistake that moses made early on in life it was the fact that he became angry when he saw somebody was being unjust he became angry at the fact that one egyptian was hurting an israelite he took things in his own hands he hit him and in his anger he killed that egyptian so although it was the will of god for moses to be the deliverer for the israelites this was not the way that god had ordained for it to happen but because of his anger he made a mistake early on in life as a result of it he had to run away from egypt there was a certain delay that was added and the lord used him powerfully to bring the israelites out of egypt and to lead them for 40 years through the highs and the lows of wilderness experience and somewhere in that wilderness journey the same temptation to get angry and react in a way that god didn't want him to react it reappeared that same temptation came back and then moses he begins to strike the rock when he was expected to speak to the rock and as a result of it this time he lost the opportunity to lead the people into the promised land he lost the opportunity to enter into the promised land himself the same temptation the same issue that happened early on in life now it comes in a different package a different format and this is the end of moses what happened to samson he had a problem with women early on in life he had a problem with unbelieving philistine women early on in life and because he didn't overcome it because he didn't completely put it off at a later point much later delilah came into his life and that was the end of samson it accelerated his demise what happened to judas early on in his ministry he started stealing money he started becoming greedy he started using it for his own personal expenses personal things and at a later point of time that same love for money that he had it became a trap that will pull him down accelerate his demise so what is the pattern that we see it is that we have to constantly work at throwing off our old sinful nature even the things that we think we have complete control over even the areas that we think that ah this is no longer a temptation for me it can reappear it can be repackaged in a different format in a different person in a different environment when 
Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness the question that was being asked of him is if you are truly the son of god then do this if you are truly the son of god then jump from here if you are truly the son of god then why don't you worship me and i'll do all of this for you that same temptation if you remember it came back to him when he was hanging on the cross the same temptation came back to him saying if you are really the son of god why don't you come down from the cross right now and we will believe in you we will believe that you are actually the son of god can you imagine how the enemy he is a master mind at repackaging the same temptation in different ways in different seasons of our life and that is why when we know that this has been my history this has been my issues my challenges you have to become ferocious in protecting yourself throw off your old sinful nature your former way of life it is corrupted it is because of lust and it is because of deception it is because of a particular love that was not supposed to be there and it is because of a particular lie which is replacing the truth of what god has in your life lust is counterfeit love and lie is the counterfeit of truth lust is loving where god has asked you not to love and deception is believing the lie and the false truth that the enemy or the world around you is constantly feeding into your spirit so lust and deception together give the fuel to this old way of life to your former relationships to your former issues your temptations it keeps fueling those old things and that is why the lord is giving us an instruction a very firm instruction today apostle paul says i'm speaking to you by the authority of the lord god is my witness i am testifying of what i have heard from god the lord is telling you do not live like the gentiles do instead throw away those old way of life because that's what you heard and that's what you received and that's what you learned through jesus himself if you will hold on to your old things then it is just a matter of time before new wine will be poured into old wine skins and the wine skins will burst it will be wasted it will not be a blessing to you it will not be a blessing to anybody that it was originally intended to bless so the lord is telling us throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life because it is corrupted by lust and deception verse 23 instead let the holy spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes let the holy spirit now govern your thoughts and your heart attitudes the king james bible says that you have to be renewed in the spirit of your mind where your mind is now renewed not just in the physical realm where you get more information and more uh, knowledge no it has to be renewed in the spirit realm where the holy spirit takes over your mind where the holy spirit is now bringing information from heaven into your mind now your mind is not a victim of your circumstances it is not a result of what you see and sense and feel and hear and touch in your physical environment no your responses in your mind is going to be because of convictions that the holy spirit gives you it is going to be a result of beliefs that are planted into your spirit by the holy spirit sometimes we think that this is a act that doesn't require my participation if the holy spirit is going to renew my mind then so be it why should i do anything about it but if you read this scripture it is a command that is given to you which means it is not in the hands of the holy spirit it is in your hands how you fan the gift that god has placed inside of you how you respond to the person of the holy spirit how you allow him access 
into your heart by not being immature by not being hard hearted by not being callous and beyond feeling how you allow him space to change you to mold you to cause you to be aligned realigned to the ways and the manners of god how you allow the holy spirit to work in your life is critical in ensuring that you are participating in the work of the holy spirit in your life holy spirit is not going to force himself into your mind and into your attitudes and into your thoughts no he is going to stand at the door and constantly knock constantly nudge constantly speak gently lead you gently guide you gently reveal to you what is the right way to take but it is going to be your choice to allow him to renew your way of thinking or to resist him to quench him or to grieve him or like some very foolish people to even go to the extremes of blaspheming the holy spirit he is not going to force himself into your life but he is going to wait for you to give him permission for you to honor him celebrate him allow him free flow free reign free access into every aspect of your heart according to the measure that you will yield to the holy spirit you will be transformed you will be renewed you will change you will become a new person altogether growing up i used to wonder how is it that this person is filled in the holy spirit he can talk in tongues he can prophesy and yet his character doesn't seem to be changing and later on i realized that it is not the problem of the holy spirit that anointing also was genuine and yet because he did not yield himself he did not surrender certain areas of his life into the hands of the holy spirit he is unable to receive the help of the holy spirit in those areas will you believe me if i tell you today that the holy spirit he can help change your thoughts and your attitudes about everything in life he can help you with your finances he can help you with your health he can help you with your marriage he can help you with your parenting he can help you with your business he can help you with your career choices he can help you in every aspect of your life if you will allow the holy spirit to renew your thoughts to renew your mind to renew your attitudes today verse 24 i'll finish with this for today it says now once you understand what you have received from jesus once you understand what you need to throw off once you understand the need to allow the holy spirit to renew your thoughts and attitudes verse 24 he says now put on your new nature this new nature it is created to be like god and it is truly righteous and it is truly holy so you see the gradual change the gradual process that apostle paul is leading us to he begins by telling us we cannot be like gentiles what do gentiles do they are futile in their thinking and why are they futile in their thinking it's because their heart it is hardened and what happens when the heart is hardened you give into all kinds of impurities and then he brings us to understand the way of Christ that you and I we need to live like Jesus here on the earth and for that to happen we need to throw away our former way of life disconnect from our former way of life constantly make efforts to distance away from our old mannerisms the next most important thing is to now allow the holy spirit to renew your thoughts and your attitudes so if you have not already thrown off your old nature and you're constantly not working on keeping your old habits and old lifestyles at 
a safe distance then you can't expect the help of the holy spirit to renew your thoughts and your attitudes only when you throw off your old nature will you be able to receive the help of the holy spirit to renew your thoughts to renew your attitudes and when you have allowed the holy spirit place an access into your life only then the next step becomes possible and feasible and even easy it says now you can put on your new nature this new nature it is created to be like god and this new nature it is truly righteous and it is truly holy in other words when you try to put on your new nature without allowing the holy spirit to change the way that you think when you try to put on your new nature without throwing off your old nature then your new nature even though it is created to be like god it is not going to be truly righteous and holy it may look righteous and holy it may feel righteous and holy and that is what religion is made out of it will tell you uh, things to do uh, principles to follow places to go things to avoid and it tells you that as long as you do this you will be pleasing god but here apostle paul says it's not just about putting on new clothes it is about going through this process of allowing your heart to be in the hands of god that has to eventually result in you wanting to throw away your old way of life and as a result of that you should be surrendered to the holy spirit and as a result of that you now put on your new nature you put on a nature that is created to be like god all of us we are created to have dominion like god has dominion all of us are created to exercise authority like jesus exercised authority all of us are called to be the physical presence and representation of god on the earth just like the holy spirit is and i'm sure that all of us are waiting are itching to put on this new nature that is created to be like god that is already righteous that is already holy but are we also willing to allow our hearts to be at the feet of jesus are we allowing our minds to now be trained as a result of the posture of our heart are we willing to go through a process of throwing off our old nature and allowing the holy spirit to renew our thoughts and attitudes so that we can now put on this new nature that is given by god that is created to be like god this is to be a daily practice a daily routine i hope that you can go back and read these few verses that we have read tonight verse 17 to verse 24 almost eight verses read it again and again and let it become your own personal revelation and let the lord speak to you and give you teach you principles and teach you revelations that we have not even discussed here tonight we thank the lord for this word of god which is living and active we thank the lord for speaking to us once again tonight we thank the lord for his grace that is moving in your home it is moving in your church it is moving in your city and in your nation because you're paying attention to the very important things that the lord wants you to pay attention to you've been given a new nature that is created to be like god created in god likeness created in god nature it is truly righteous and it is truly holy father we thank you for this word we thank you for this revelation we thank you for helping us see our true potential in christ jesus because of christ jesus we thank you lord for the grace to throw off our old nature and to be renewed by the holy spirit and to consequently put on this new nature we receive this in jesus mighty name amen